Good morning, everyone. Talk Radio 930 WTAD. If there's any day I need a therapist, it's today. It is today, and Cornerstone is here. Trina Vogel will be here to get deep into the recesses of my mind in just a moment. But first, let's say good morning to Drew Quintero from Cornerstone. Good morning, Drew. Good morning, Mary. Now, I'm excited because I'm going to be in the audience for Dancing with the Stars. You are. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Bears fan is excited. We look forward to seeing other people dance. We can't do it, but other people can do it, and we can sure watch them. You still have tickets available for this big fundraiser. Tell us all about it, please. You bet. We do. So Dancing with Local Stars, 80 Splashback, is taken to the stage at the Ambiance on Friday, February 2nd. Tickets are still available, and those tickets are $100 and can be purchased at cornerstone-quincy.org or calling our office at 217-222-8254. We have nine fantastic teams who are ready to strut their stuff. Amy Hendrian and Casey Girding, Brenna Phillips and Scott Phillips, Derek and Mary Bequist, Mark Hespin and Whitney Stanford, T and Connie Herbeline, Emily Watkins and Norm Ellerbach, Brianna and Ray Rivera, Angie Gooding and Becky Ketters, and Jim Molidor and Julie Phelan. And then we have a special guest performance from April Hawkins and Andrea Hyden, who were our winning teams last year and their coach and so we're excited to bring them back this year too and of course we will also honor our humanitarians of the year the shell family and they are the family that started the hashtag be like grace foundation so we are so thrilled to honor them and the work that they're doing in the memory of their daughter grace's name Okay, how can we get tickets for this fabulous event? But you can visit our website at cornerstone-quincy.org, or you can call us at 217-222-8254, and we can take those credit card payments over the phone. If you want to uh, venture out into the city today and slip slide away, you can visit our office at 316 North 9th Street as well, and we can take those payments by cash and check. Okay. Maybe wait tomorrow. To yeah, tomorrow. Yes, I would I would wait until tomorrow to come into the office. And tickets Just, are $100 each. And tickets are $100 each, and you can sit, um, get a group to get your friends together, fill out a whole table, tables of eight, or buy your single ticket, and we'll, we'll set you with some new best friends. Uh, this is Friday night, February Friday, 2nd. February 2nd. It's our 14th year. Oh, it's so great. Brilliant, brilliant uh, thought of uh, local Dancing yeah. with the Stars. Fantastic. And of course, all the money raised goes to help therapeutic services at Cornerstone, which that is why is Trina Vogel is here. Uh, this morning, we had one of your coworkers on. It was a pre recorded, I'd done the interview with her several months back about um, rapid eye movement therapy. There's so many different kinds of therapies available at Cornerstone. What do you want to talk about today, Trina? Sure. Well, today I thought it was quite fitting to talk about the winter blues. Um, so I'm going to kind of mention some things that we can do naturally on our own um, in regards to helping helping treat those low moods because of days like today. Vitamin D. Yeah. I've had, I've had you on. I've had another cornerstone therapist on. I've had Dr. Brandon Breening on. I've had medical doctors on. And the one thing that can really hurt us this time of year is not getting enough vitamin D, but we can easily take a vitamin D supplement. Now, again, it takes a while for it to get in your system. It's not like you just pop a vitamin D pill and you automatically feel better. And you may have to take some other serotonin uplift things as well. But something as simple as keeping your vitamin D level at adequate levels could ward away those winter blues. 
Yeah, vitamin D. Um, we definitely hear a lot about vitamin D, and the the best way to have our body absorb that is through sunlight. And so, even on um, days like today, being outside, uh, exhilarating with that cold air, um, just brief moments outside can help. Um, when the sun is shining, having those window shades open, um, being mindful of okay, I'm going to try to get outside at least a little bit each day. If that's walking to the mailbox or taking a couple extra deep breaths as we walk to our car. Um, but yes, vitamin D is very important. Um, and actually there's some uh, like light boxes, happy lights they're mm-hmm. called um, for light therapy. So you can purchase these um, certain types of, of light uh, to help us help our body absorb some more of that vitamin D. And it, and it helps uplift our our mood when we're feeling down you know the best thing to do first of all it's hard on a day like today because if you are outside you still could be you're going to be very covered up so you're just going to have to take the scarf down from your (laughs) nose and you're going to have to pull your stocking cap back turn your face to the sun even when it's not shining you know where it is turn your face to the sun close your eyes and if you can stand it you know stand there for 15 minutes because vitamin d is absorbed through your skin so if you're all up like, you know, Nanook of the North, you can be outside, but you're not getting any vitamin D. If your skin is not exposed, vitamin D is not getting on your skin. And this time of year, most of us don't expose very much of our skin, and that's the problem. Yes, that's true. Those of us who live in in the Midwest, we definitely struggle, of course. Um, and the further north you go, um, it's even more, more of an issue. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so even turning on your lights at home, you know, it gets so dark. It's so dark in the morning um, and in the evening. Um, so having those lights on it within your home, no, it's not vitamin D, but at least there's the light where it improves mood and um, – Uh, energy, mobility, those types of things. Okay. So, yeah, light's important. Of course, light is important, vitamin D is important, but there are people like myself who have been diagnosed with what is called seasonal affective disorder. Yes. It means that I tend to get more depressed, more blue during this time of year because there isn't as much natural sunlight. I am uh, supplementing now. Uh, all the time in the winter with vitamin D, something I just recently started. I take my medication, uh, more dosage, higher dosage in the winter. Do not be afraid to seek help from your medical doctor to explain to them that you are experiencing these blues. If you've had the blues in January and February for the last five years in a row, you can self-diagnose yourself. I mean, you know something's wrong. All you need is a medical doctor to write you a prescription. Yeah, so I uh, have clients who will come in and and speak with me, and they're like, well, I really have noticed this in the winter. You know, I'm feeling more low, um, lack of energy. Um, I feel like isolating, which we know that uh, isolation actually fuels depression and anxiety both. And, you know, so many people like, I just want to be alone, but yet we know that's working against us. Um, But feelings of hopelessness or um, helplessness, like, oh, this can't change. Um, tearfulness, lack of energy, um, even thoughts of death. So those are those where, okay, definitely need to be seeking treatment um, with a clinician. We encourage you to to reach out. Um, Yes, contact your primary care provider. Um, And those are the where it gets into the seasonal affective disorder or major depressive disorder. Um, But not everyone who might be, you know, experiencing winter blues this morning, uh, 
meet those criteria. They may not have um, a chemical <laughs> uptake from the the problem is it's it's not as easy to diagnose as would seem. Uh you can't just take a magic happy pill and make it go away, although frankly for me that really helps. You know, I mean I've I've been self aware of this now for over thirty years. Yeah. And uh to the I still have reti- re- regular medical you know, oversight. And I went through talk therapy or yeah. seeing a therapist. And every once in a while, it doesn't hurt to just go see a therapist and check in, just like I had my skin cancer check yeah. the other day. And, you know, um, what a pain. You know, they go over, literally, Dr. Wheeler, thank you, Dr. Wheeler, went over every, every square inch of my body. And I did not like his diagnosis. He said I have wisdom spots, wisdom spots all over me. So I think that's a nice way to say you're old lady, and these are old age, age spots. spots. Yeah, he, he reframed it. it. We he call that a reframe. He, um, Dr. Wheeler gets Bedside Manner of the Year Award for telling me how smart I was. I had yes. all this wisdom. Yes. But, you know, I was glad to see that, you know, nobody likes to be told as a, a, the great Andy Griffith episode when Aunt B comes in and says, you know, young spring chicken anymore that the doctor told her. Nobody likes to be told they're getting wisdom spots, but it's sure nicer than a diagnosis of you have skin cancer. Absolutely. And so you have to check your skin regularly. You have to check your mental health regularly. We don't do that usually. I mean, I don't get my mental health checked nearly as much as I get my blood pressure checked or my cholesterol or my uh, blood glucose level. So sure. regular checkups are a good idea. Yeah, and and several, yeah, I, have, I mean, that happens on a common, ba- a regular basis, too, where clients will come in and say, you know, I, I'm just not feeling me. And before this gets worse or before I, you know, those symptoms I just listed off, before those happen, I just want, you know, some some help and um I, you know, self-reflection, like you mentioned, what's going on with me and what are some tools that I can use right now. Um, so I don't, you know, maybe I don't want to go the medication route or I just don't want to get into a, a slump where I have been in the past. So, yes, um, we encourage those people to, to reach out and schedule an appointment. Um, and so a clinician can work with them and uh, provide them some uh, some tools to help them get through that that time and that's that's the thing too I always like to remind clients that therapy is truly designed to be short-term it's not this years and years um, it, it works best and most effective when we go in when um, there's a clear um, issue events that we're wanting to address or a very specific oh I, I, I want to avoid going falling into depression like I have in the past and we have very specific goals we work towards those um, we really expect um, progress uh, within a few sessions and then kind of back off frequency of sessions but it's really designed to be that support when we need it now I have the tools and I feel like I can function to the best of my ability without therapy when you break your leg you need a cast but you don't want to cast on your legs six years later. Exactly. So think about it as, you know, don't be scared by these Hollywood actress and actress stories where they've been in therapy twice a week for 30 years because they can afford it. And they've got a doctor who's willing to sit there and listen to their tragic stories of being multimillionaires or whatever. But for by and large, and I can speak from personal, you know, you go in, you have an event, you are not coping well with the event. You may need some chemical help through a pill. You may need vitamin D supplementation. You may need a light box. Uh, you may need to talk about it and get some strategies for changing how this trauma has affected you. And um, unfortunately, a trauma in January and February is even worse because we are more isolated. 
you know, like on a day like today, you know, a lot of people are, are going to stay home and stay yeah. in. You know, the kids are not going to be seeing their friends at school. Right, all um, the kids are you home. Know, yeah, right. which, you know, so there can be a lot of different issues going on. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I think a lot of people wonder, what happens at a therapy session? Do I have to lay on the leather couch? I have been asked that. Yeah. And I do have a leather couch. Which is nice because you can fall asleep. If, if the therapist bores you with their advice, you can just snarl off. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. We are back. Talk Radio 930 WTAD. Trina Vogel is here. We've talked a lot about the winter blues, seasonal affective disorder, kind of the January slump. It is factual that suicides do rise this time of year. More people do find themselves in mental health distress. A lot of people are still quite frightened to make that appointment. They think it's going to be like this office, you know, the the psychiatrist sitting there smoking a cigarette, recording in their little pad everything you say, you know, you're lying on the couch. They maybe even put you under truth serum, you know, all this weirdo stuff. Trina, what really happens if I call Cornerstone today or any local health care provider and say, hey, I'm having some mental health difficulties. I just need a checkup, just like skin cancer or breast cancer. I'm going to have my mammogram. I'm going to have my skin cancer check. I want a mental health checkup. What's going to happen? Sure. So um, that individual will call our office and uh, brief, really brief conversation to begin with. We'll get name, number, you know, kind of that immediate information. And then a clinician will give that person a call back, um, get more detailed information about symptoms that are going on, and uh, then schedule that appointment with one of our clinicians at Cornerstone. And so it's a way to kind of get into people what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. Because oftentimes... And doctors will tell you this, medical doctors, patients will come in, they won't give all the symptoms. Are they, you know, come fully prepared. This is, sec- this is secret, it's confidential, they're not judging you. I'm sure there's nothing they haven't heard before. Um, you know, people are afraid sometimes to say what's bothering them. Uh, you know, I mean, a typical example would be a mother who's having postpartum depression. I mean, how horrifying to admit i just don't want to be around my kid or a husband who's having trouble with his wife just like ugh. if i could just take a vacation from her for six weeks i don't know what it is but i'm just to the end of my rope or your own children you know it's like ah i'm i need some strategies to cope with this why can't i cope i did fine five years ago what's happened and and what does sometimes happen i mean do we chemically change is it just we get you know, you it's just like, how many more straws can the camel's back put on it before it's too many? Yeah, so, I, I mean, that's life, right? Things keep adding and building building up. And really, at, at those times, we're, we're only designed to do so much. We can only think about so much at one, at one time. Um, and we really are capable of only so much. We're not capable of everything. So really in those, in those situations, it's a matter of, of, of mindset and, and coping skills. Um, but yeah, when people come in, they, of course that, or, you know, that screening appointment, and then they get their, their intake session scheduled. So many People will tell me, oh, it was such a relief just to have that on the books, even though right. it took me two weeks to come in or get this appointment. Just having that, knowing, okay, I'm, 
I made the first step. So as, as and it's just a conversation sitting yes. across from each other. It's yes. not. You know, and that's exactly the same phrase I use with people that come in. You know, I, I say, hey, this is just a conversation. And, and I believe that the person sitting in front of me, they're the expert on themselves. And so empowering them, it's a conversation. Yes, I'll ask them questions to help guide them if needed. But a lot of people will sit in and they'll give me the most information I need already without me having to, to ask. Yeah, a lot of people are ready to kind of spill it. They are. Yeah. And the best part about going to the mental health professional, you don't have to sit on that little roll of paper, you know, that they bring out every yes. time, you know. No. And then they, no. You know, you don't have to wear a gown with open open to the back. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do any of that. When you go no. in for your brain, you know, for your mental health, it's it's a, you can wear comfortable clothing, come yes. as you are. Absolutely. And the therapist is going to be in a relaxed mode because they're trying to get you really you have we have to identify our own problems in a way don't we yes absolutely yeah and that's what that's the environment we try to uh create at cornerstone as well when you walk in it it's warm and homey there's coffee machine right there in the waiting room um snacks for the young ones um yes of course there's paperwork right there we there will be some paperwork to fill out but really we want that anyone coming in to feel comfortable. Um, and then when they get back to our, you know, our office, yes, there's a couch and people say, do I have to lay down? <coughs> Excuse me. And no, no, not at all. Um, so I give people the option, do you want to sit in the chair or the couch? But, and that's really what I say almost immediately is this is just a conversation. How can I help you feel more relaxed? Um, or, you know, if they are feeling yeah, nervous. I mean, I don't talk to too many people laying down on a couch, you know. No. I mean, if you want to, I guess you can, but I mean, I it's to me. I have some teenagers who choose to do that. Well, yeah, okay. Well, it's so interesting, too, because mental health is for children, for teens, yes. for young adults, for older adults. Yes. Um, there is this, uh, your golden years, I'm getting there, you know, and everything's going to be happy, and you don't have as much stress on you anymore because the kids are out of the house. College is paid off. Uh, you know, well, you talk about isolation and anxiety. Really, it's all about relationships. Some people need mental health uh, counseling because they feel isolated. They don't have that support system anymore. They don't feel useful anymore. Other people have anxiety because they're forced to be around people. They don't want to be around people. Now we're coming back into people are being back into the workplace. Um, you know, some people found out that COVID was like, a gift from God. You mean I can do all my work on my computer at home with my kitty cat and my warm glass of tea and I don't have to deal with the person in cubicle four? And so we're now transitioning. Almost everybody's back or mm -hmm. they're in some kind of hybrid thing. Anxiety is so hard to explain what that is. Mm -hmm. You know, can you give us a, you know, and, you know, just a layman's definition of what does it mean to have anxiety? Sure. So anxiety is definitely a term that we use a lot. COVID brought that out a lot. And of course, there's that threshold. Do I meet this diagnosis? Um, but anxiety is really a pattern of problematic thinking that is intense, that creates somatic symptoms, which means uh, physical symptoms. Um, it can be debilitating. Um, and we definitely saw that when uh, people transitioned uh, back to the workforce or back to school and, and things like that. Um, so, yeah, definitely um, cognitive behavioral therapy is a form of treatment of anxiety, uh, possible medication. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely 
significant um, for, for many, but we also know that the isolation at home, working from home, kids doing um, homebound schooling, that's that's an extreme that's not healthy, right? And then the other end is that, like, I'm, I'm so busy, I'm overwhelmed. That's an extreme that's not healthy. Um, and really, it's a matter of identifying, okay, what's, what's a step? What is one step we can move towards um, being more on that bell curve of healthy functioning and doing what I, I want to do and also what I need to do. Also, mental anxiety, mental health disorders, not just anxiety, they can present themselves as physical maladies. Yes. You will have a stomach ache. Your hair may fall out. You may find yourself itching or scratching, and yet you don't really have eczema, but something is bothering you, or you may start to have an object that you have to have or control or hold or manipulate and stuff like that. And some of those are good coping mechanisms, but, you know, pulling your hair out is not a permanent coping mechanism. Cutting yourself is not a permanent Biting your fingernails is not a permanent mechanism. And so therapy can also uh, redirect some of your traumatic thought into something more positive, right? Absolutely, yes. So we would identify those as as, uh, unhealthy or problematic responses um, to, to cope with stress. And so therapy does identify specific strategies, ways to one change our, our thinking patterns, you know, reframing, identifying how can I think of the situation different. Um, and everything begins with our thought. So that's the, you know, how powerful co- therapy can be is when we start to challenge that, oh, there I go again. I am thinking that's a problematic thought. That's not healthy. That's not helping me. And learning to then identify what's a healthy pattern of thinking, um, which then produces um, healthy emotions, uh, positive emotions, which then uh, allows us to respond in healthy ways. How long, uh, how long do you think somebody would need therapy? Um, you know, a person who's just noticed that there's a general decline they're depressed, they don't want to do their daily activities, they don't want to be with their friends, work is, you know, a chore to even go to, much less survive, just everything, they're really down, down, down in the dumps. They've got the January slump, and they don't see any way out. Um, What kind of, you know, prognosis? Because like you said, therapy should not last a really long time. There should Mm -hmm. be some meaningful effect coming on after, you know, a certain number of yeah, so it, I mean, it would be unethical for us to continue therapy if our client in front of us is not making progress. So we really would anticipate three to eight sessions that you should definitely notice some improvement. Um, but uh, you know, also empowering that you know the client in front of me, what what do you feel like you need at this point? Um, you know, weekly therapy. You know, as as a clinician, I don't you know it doesn't it's not necessary at this point and list out the progress. This is why um, I, you know, some individuals will too. I really just once a month would be great. Just I can come in and, and stay um, on my path. Um, but generally speaking, if we're talking, you know, winter blues type stuff, we're looking for three to eight sessions, gain some skills, some improvement. Um, of course, there's some outliers there. I mean, if there's other issues going on, trauma, uh, major depressive disorder, things like that, it, it may, right. it may re- and you may longer. have to come back every 12 months just for a refresher, just like you yeah. have your, you know, just like you have your cholesterol checked. You want to make yeah. sure that you're still, you know, making progress, yeah. that somebody's still monitoring uh, everything that's going on. And obviously, if you're on any kind of medication, you're going to be under a medical doctor's right. care, and they're going to want to 
monitor you and possibly even do some blood work, depending on what you're taking, to make sure that, you know, you're getting the uh, right amount of dosage, that it's not damaging your liver or kidneys, all that kind of stuff, and what effect it's having. Yes, and so any client that comes in, and that is a question that we ask. Um, No, as clinicians, we do not prescribe medication. Um, However, we can refer clients uh, back to their primary care provider or to a psychiatrist. Um, But that is definitely ongoing conversations that we have with our client is how is the medication working, um, what are you noticing, Um, of course, charting, uh, those type of things, and then encouraging them that on attend those follow-up appointments, all of those things. I'm going to take a break, and when we come back, your closing remarks as you help us get through the winter doldrums, which can affect all of us. We're back, Talk Radio 930 WTAD. I triggered Trina Vogel with an anxiety event, uh, mentioning <laughs> that Taylor Swift. I'm over it. <laughs> at the Chiefs game last night. For the health, mental health of Trina and many others, quit showing Taylor. It was so cute. You didn't think it was cute when Travis made a little heart up there to her after he scored that touchdown? No, she didn't. No, no okay. I have my flat affect right now. <laughs> I am learning to uh, read the cues of those around me, and Counselor Vogel is saying, change the Had subject. Enough. Had enough of Taylor. Had enough of Taylor. Uh, well, we started talking about how, you know, this time of year, if your team is going forward, the Chiefs fans have all got a lift. I've got a cousin who's a Detroit Lions fan, a great, since his teenage years he hasn't had this kind of a Mm -hmm. lift it's funny how these things that have really nothing to do with us can lift us yes it's also interesting how things that really have nothing to do with us like taylor swift can right put us down you know (laughs) so i'm gonna let you have some remaining moments what do people need to look out for uh when it comes to the winter blues yeah so definitely normalize the us in the midwest we feel down when it's uh dark lonely and cold january seems to hit pretty abruptly and uh with force Um, but just self-aware notice if you're feeling down isolated not wanting to leave the house be aware of those symptoms um but things that you that i do encourage is laughter just like you and i did yes we can you know just right (laughs) it it, uh, laughter is huge being social that mind shift um, instead of focusing on the negative and what's wrong you know like it's dark and gloomy um, reframing that to oh I you know it's an opportunity to be cozy quiet and calm um, so yeah nice reframing um, and a great way to do this I uh, encourage this a lot um, for my clients who come in is a, a simple uh, positive journal or gratitude journal and um, I have a stack of these blank little notebooks in my office I pass them out often and it really has a huge impact just to go through like what was positive today, my cup of coffee, getting to laugh with Mary on the, on the radio today. Um, kids get to stay home and be warm. Um, what, no, no matter how small, but helping your brain with that mind shift um, and viewing those things as positive. Okay. So folks, you know, it's not in your head, although it is in your head. Uh, you may really be experiencing a little mental health uh, event kind of like getting the cold. If you get a cold, doesn't mean you're going to die. doesn't mean you have influenza, but you've got a cold. You may be experiencing some mental health issues. Ramp up that vitamin D. 
Ramp up your outside time with your skin exposed. Even if it's just the skin on your face, get out there for 15 minutes and let that sun shine on your face. Keep your eyes closed mm-hmm. as you stare at the sun or you'll have a blindness problem. But, you know, do these things that can get you naturally. And then if it's not helping, talk therapy, talking with someone about it. Why are you so blue this time of year? Maybe there's something that happens this time of year that you really don't understand but it triggers you. And if you yeah. examine your own life and you're always sad in August, try to figure out why, you know, because self-awareness is what we all need when we're going to come to these things. We're not afraid if we if there's a bone sticking out of my leg, I am not embarrassed to go to the emergency room and say, fix this. So Absolutely. don't be embarrassed to say, I'm not coping with this and I want to cope with it and I, I need some help coping with it. Yes, absolutely. I would second that and encourage people to give us a call if need be. Okay, we're going to turn Drew's microphone back on. We're going to let Drew promote ticket sales for Dancing with the Local Stars, February 2nd. Tickets are still available at 100 bucks a shot. What do we get for 100 bucks? You get a fantastic evening of entertainment, community support, and some of the best dancing you're going to see this side of the Mississippi River. Dinner will be provided. There is a uh, bar as well. So if you want to imbibe in an adult beverage to uh, keep you warm during these chilly days and evenings. Um, We also have a basket raffle uh, that you can purchase tickets for. And we have some amazing baskets. We have a basket right now that um, includes two tickets to the opening St. Louis City soccer team game uh, at the end of February. This basket is amazing. It also includes an evening at the 21C Museum Hotel across the street from the stadium, gift certificates, scarves. I mean, this basket is phenomenal. So you got to come and try and win that, you know, and support Cornerstone and the work that we're doing. And tickets can are available at cornerstone-quincy.org or 217-222-8254. And 222-8254, if you would like to call to make an appointment to see a therapist, they you may have to wait a little while. So if you feel like it's not getting better and it's been two weeks and I'm not getting better, call and get an appointment today. Thank you so very much, Trina Vogel, for coming in today. I always feel good. Like Trina has got inside my brain and she's helped me a lot. Uh, speaking of people that help a lot, Bluff City Theater. They've got a great season coming up, and they're also trying to raise some money. So listen to this free advertisement, courtesy of WTAD, and learn more how you can support the Bluff City Theater in Hannibal, Missouri.